All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcahy Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome to episode 12 of the FS360 podcast. We're joined by Gavin Nash and Chris Mulcahy. Good afternoon, Chris. Hey, Gav. How are you going? Well, not too bad. Uh, we said last week we're on the countdown to June 30, but we're into the last week and a half now. Yeah, and no. th- all the sweat is coming down the accountant's foreheads and brows. Every day when I go out of the office, they're just, they're under the pump. Yeah, I was wondering what you're going to say then, Gav, but no, <laughs> that's good. No, it is, um, yeah, look, the countdown's certainly on, so we're very excited about New Year's Eve. It's not too far away, just around the corner really, but just getting those last minute tax planning strategies in place and, yes. um, you know, just making sure all the superannuation funds have got their contributions and... I know we sent out an email for... Thane Turley this week just about sort of, you know, thinking about uh, – I think he gave some of his clients via email some different um, uh, sums, like if, if you if you contribute this much to super, this is your tax saving, that sort of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah the other the other um, divisions here are pretty active in the whole June 30 sort of yeah, that's prognosis. Right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, just making sure the super pen- pensions are taken out and all those types of things. So just basically having everything in order. Yeah, before the end of June, and then we start all again. Yeah, start all again then. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I suppose what about um, what about, give us an update, Chris, on tax returns? How are people going to sort of get their tax return completed now and into the future? Do you think with the COVID? Yeah, well, I think at this stage we're probably anticipating that most of that will be done online. So you know we'll be having people send the information in, um, do it over phone, phone, Zoom, Skype, those types of things. So yep. I know the tax office are gearing up because they realise that. Most taxpayers that are that are anticipating a refund will probably want to get their tax return return done as soon as possible. Yep. So they're gearing up for that. A lot of talk around the. Um, so that, do you mean like extra staff, or they're going to sort of make sure that they, you know, process those saying. claims pretty quick? Yeah, I think so. I think they want to get the refunds out. Obviously, just to get, get the cash out into the economy and get yep. that spent. So sure, I think that's what they're focusing on. And a big part of that is just making this working from home much easier to claim. So yep. what they're looking at doing there is having a flat fee per hour or a, a, a flat claim per hour, which is 80 cents, I think, is what they're talking about at the moment. Okay, so, and that is to cover things like your home electricity, your, you know, to assist with that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So no otherwise internet. it would have been some sort of ridiculous calculation yeah. that would have, you know, would have been have to take measurements of areas in, in your house and all those types of things. So I think that flat rate will be one option for people that haven't maintained real in-depth records. So I guess the important thing there is to have di- have completed or taken a bit of a summary of how many hours that you've actually been working from home. Okay, that's good good advice for anyone that um, has been working from home. It might be easy enough to sort of say, well, look, I'm a 40-hour-a-week, you know, full-timer. I have been home for eight weeks. It's pretty easy to work out. But I suppose if you're one of those people that's been coming and going from work a bit for whatever reason. Um, but, look, the flat rate, that sounds a bit like down the road of the, what the JobKeeper was, you know. Yeah. Very much a flat rate to make things administratively a little bit easier for the government. Yeah, and, look, it won't be a huge amount of money probably, but it, it will add up and there's people probably going out and bought office chairs, yep. printers, computers even, who knows. So make sure that, yeah, you've got all those receipts and make sure you claim everything. Well, I was in um, Officeworks the other day just trying to buy a set of headphones couldn't get any. Still the only ones left were the beat ones that were about four hundred and eighty bucks. Still sold out. A pair of uh, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. a lot of them was was completely like the. It looked like the toilet paper shelf at the supermarket. Really, two months ago, it was just the headphones were empty. Yeah, no, they're very so, um, popular items, aren't they? Yeah, I think people are sort of uh, doing a fair bit more from home, aren't they? Yeah. So, 
And talking, look, talking to a, a family member of mine who works for state government in Melbourne, they've been told you're staying home for a few more months at least. Yeah, so right. I think this idea of coming back to work come July or whatever, I think unless you have to, I think they're, they're encouraging us all to stay home. Yeah, so I suppose here we're probably similar in a roundabout way, like those that want to stay at home probably are and those that want to come to the office, but we're just trying to work out a bit of a schedule around that just to make sure we comply with all the requirements. But yep. yeah, it's an interesting time ahead, I reckon, just in terms of that, how that plays out moving forward. How Just how workplaces might look, yeah. you know, office space, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, let's, let's just, I suppose it's a, it's a wait and see kind of game, isn't it? Yeah, but from tax planning point of view, there's still a bit of time. So if you think that uh, you know, you're out there thinking that you're not too sure on your tax planning strategies, yeah, there's still a week, so you can still do things. Probably with those super contributions is the big one. I think we had a chat about that uh, a few episodes ago, just making sure realistically you want to get that done ASAP now because it does take a while to process through the superannuation system, whether that's yep. BPAY, EFT or whatever. So, yeah, just get those done. I think the financial planners have sent around the dates that certain super funds need the contributions to be made by. Yep. But I think it was around the 22nd was the latest date, I reckon. Yeah, 22nd, 23rd. Yeah, there was, yeah. it was around that. It was around 10 days out. So, yeah, yeah well, look, we're, we're at the 19th now. So it's something that if you need to do it, I'd be looking at doing it on Monday next week for sure. So just on the uh, coronavirus side of things, so the job keeper keeps on ticking on. There's bit of talk in the news in the last week or so just in relation to that and how it's going to play out moving forward. But I think they're doing some sort of review sort of a um, bit later in July. So I guess that's to assess how it goes through from that day through to the end of September and whether or not there's certain industries that might continue on after that as well. So Yep. I think that otherwise that end of September looms is a pretty <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big date, yeah, doesn't it? You know, yeah. I know – I've got a, a friend that's in, in, included in all that uh, job keeper, and he's like, oh, you know, the t- last last week in September's it, you know. So yeah. I think um, if they were to review it for some certain industries, I think that would be a yeah. good thing to maybe extend it through to December or something. But yep, that's I'll right. And see, yeah, and there's still businesses that are applying for it now. So you know, I caught up with the and business. qualifying. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. I caught up with the business this morning, and uh, yeah, look, they're starting to feel the effects of everything that's been going on. So they'll um, claim for it for the the month of June. So yep. in theory then they'll be in the system and, yeah, if it plays out as expected, they'll be collecting JobKeeper through to the end of September. It's funny because we sort of initially were talking March, you know, look at your March numbers, look at your April, May, now we're looking at June numbers and yeah. people are still qualifying now. So yeah. that drop-off has happened a bit later for some businesses. Uh, look, it certainly has. And look, just during the week we saw the – Unemployment rate uh, or the unemployment numbers come out, so the unemployment rate's up to 7.1%. So that equates to 927,000 people not uh, or that are looking for work at the moment. So, um, yeah, so it's a big number, but, you know, there's a lot of commentators out there saying that really that unemployment rate's probably realistically closer to 20% because, you know, there are a lot of people just being connected with that employer due to the job keeper. Yep. So it's not a realistic number. It's still a frightening number and it's, yeah. just, you know, one of... Um, Although I suppose that's why they're saying you can qualify now or two months ago for JobKeeper and you'll get it all the way through to the end of September because I suppose they're hoping that businesses will recover enough that they can get those staff back on. Yeah, exactly. Than, you know, that's them, right. That's why JobKeeper's not month to month. It's a sort of a full six months. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a few... Um, yeah, and look, I think it's it's just... 
One of those things too, you can probably listen to things in the media a bit too much, I reckon, because yeah. it's all negative, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like they and they've got to sell newspapers and they've got to yeah. you know, put in the headlines that sort of make people think and yep. clickbait on social media and whatever. So, yeah, you've got to take things with a grain of salt a little yeah. bit. But Maybe you've got to listen to pod, like informative podcasts. That's right. To that get the help. real information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that but, sort of thing. But look, we're, we're talking to different businesses daily and I think there's – a few of them this week particularly have sort of been asking, oh, is it really that bad? Like, you know, we're hearing mm. all this doom and gloom. Is it really that bad? We haven't experienced it yet or we think that things aren't going too bad considering. So, yeah, and I think we just need to be a little bit cautious with that to say, yep, look, you know, we're probably hearing similar things from um, different clients in different industries that things are ticking along okay. Yeah. But in the back of our mind we do know that this recession is going to, Bite at some stage. Yeah, it's going to so, probably affect everyone at some stage, yeah. isn't it? And it just gets back to that whole planning around that. Like there are a lot of businesses that, you know, have gone out of their way to change things, hasn't there? So, you mm-hmm. know, if things weren't quite working well, well, they took the opportunity during this downtime to fix things up in their business. So I, I think, think that's the important thing. There's some really good examples. I know locally here, but um, like there's there's one of the hotels locally, obviously couldn't open for um, people during the day and they were only ever open from sort of 11 o'clock onwards or whatever starting for lunch. They've pivoted, gone to a drive-through coffee thing that's open at seven in the morning through their driveway. And I think things like that means that to me, I, I'll support that business from now on because they're sort of out there trying to fix things or pivot and change rather than just saying, oh, it's too hard and we'll just claim the job keeper and sort of lower our opening hours. It was going to be my grind, grinding my gears little segment today was the amount of businesses, Chris, who have got lower opening hours. I don't understand why that is. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Kids' ballet shop. We're trying to buy ballet shoes. They're only open from 10 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. I don't know how kids are going to buy ballet shoes at 10 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon and why – you would need to change your opening hours for coronavirus when if you're happy to have customers in your shop, can't you just open your normal yeah. opening hours? So I think some businesses need to have a look at it and go, it could be much longer than September. So I don't want to annoy any of my current customers. Let's just try and get back to business as normal as quickly as we can. And um, this whole thing about sort of opening less hours, it's weird. Yeah, because I, I think a big part of all this recovery is that we all support each other. So yeah. in an instance like that, yeah, look, in this day and age, I suppose, if you can't get what you want when you want it, what do yeah. you do? Yeah, you just... Jump on the internet. Or you, yeah, or you and, support a different business. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So Whereas I, that hotel I was talking about, I'll support them, no problems at all, when I back open up because I think, well, they were willing to dig in and work hard and change things up um, for the time that they, it had to happen. So I think the message there is for businesses to say, look, it's a bad business model to be relying on government funding. So you've just got to get in there and change things up and, you know, offer a different offering and... Make sure that you're not sort of little things like annoying your current customers with lower opening hours. If, if you can actually open for those hours, get into it and open up and make sure that you're available for business. So, Yeah, which has been the great thing, like catching up with the majority of our clients over the last few months just through this whole coronavirus process plus the, the uh, tax planning process as well. It's, you know, they are focused on what they're doing and how they're going about it. But this has really been one of those things where they've said, look, yeah, we've got to change a few things and they have mm. implemented change. So I think that's been a real positive through the through Positive this whole, change, yeah. yeah. Yep. Win of the week this week, Chris, is an interesting one it's a, and it's a bit of a self-gratuitous pat on the back because we we've go. inspired another podcast. That is win of the week. Really? Yes. 
Fancy that. So one of our very good clients uh, here at Mole Kane Co. have been listening to the podcast. They are so impressed by it. Um, they're starting up their own podcast to communicate to their clients. Yeah, right. So there you go. So do you think we've set the bar that low? They, they've thought anyone can do this? <laughs> we can probably do better than yeah, these two clowns. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a bit of a win of the week, I reckon, when there's a client that says we've been inspired by your podcast and what you're doing. So we're going to do our own. Uh, good one. Good Happy one. days. And I suppose we've spoken too, Gav, about how we can change things. Like once we get into the new financial year and have a bit more time to sit down and do a bit more planning. Like we can do shorter things and longer sessions as well. So yep. with some I think extra special guests and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So there's Even a lot of theme, opportunity. Theme in some sort of different episodes around different themes. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think those specific topics that, you know, that are of interest to uh, businesses particularly just to sort of work through those and just provide a bit of an overview without going into too much detail and boring people too much. But you know what I mean? Just to create that um, yep. opportunity. Because I know um, little things like, uh, you know, self-managed super fund we spoke about back in about, you know, episode three. Um, you know, there's certainly that's the kind of thing that you might hear something like that on a podcast and then you start to look into it. So I suppose the idea of a podcast and any information delivery is that we just spark your interest, hopefully, and you can sort of dig a little bit deeper. So, yeah, winner of the week is uh, second podcast, uh, not by us, but one of our clients. So good luck to them and um, we might share who it is once it's live. One of our uh, second um, regular segments is the 22 things we've learned in 22 years in business since being open at Mulcane Co. So I'll quickly run through the first three. Mar- it's a marathon, not a sprint. This is We're talking about your business, your financial security, your long-term kind of financial outlook. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, for you, in your business, uh, the number second one was to trust your gut. Um, your instincts, you're good at your industry, trust that and keep going with it. And the third one last week we spoke about was the phantom employee. So Chris mentioned that um, you get to nine employees and sooner or later you can never really get all nine of them at work at the same time on the same day due to annual leave, sick leave, that sort of thing. So the phantom employee and just to keep an eye on that as you employ more people. But we're up to number four, 22 things we've learned in 22 years. Over to you, Chris. So number four, now this might sound a little bit confusing for a start, but it's very accounting talk, I suppose, but profit and loss thinking versus balance sheet thinking. Right. Now, Gav, would you have any idea what I'm talking about there? Well, this is this is why it's good to have different people on the podcast because Chris knows his balance sheets and profit and loss and I don't, yeah. mainly. So, no, inform us all, Chris. Yeah, what are we so talking I suppose about? when you're talking about a profit and loss, you're sort of looking at your results for a period of time or a year, okay? So you're looking at your income and expenses, mm-hmm. okay, and, you're, and then you're looking at the net profit. A lot of businesses just focus on that, which yep. is uh, fair enough. You know, they've got to make a profit, they've got to generate enough cash flow, et cetera, to be able to get through for the next year or the next period. But I suppose the balance sheet is the key thing because if you're thinking about your balance sheet, you're trying to build assets. So you're trying to build your brand, particularly in those early days, you're trying to create assets, build up assets. So instead of just being focused on the profit and loss all the time, just worried about, you know, probably that shorter term thinking just to get that profit figure as high as it possibly can be. Yep. Sometimes it's better to sort of look at it and make the investment which is increasing the balance sheet because that's your long-term investments. They're your assets and that's ultimately going to be the brand or the value of the goodwill associated with your business. 
And when you talk about goodwill, Chris, you're talking about, look, let's say if you decided to sell a business one day, um, quite often what people are purchasing is the goodwill. You know, they're, right. they're, they're purchasing the good name, the good brand, the customer base, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. And really that's the uh, ability of a business to continue to generate profits into the future um, based on what it's doing now. So if it's got those systems processes in place, like what we've spoken about previously. Like franchises and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it, it's it's really just that continuity and, and you know, we all know the big brands around and there's a certain value attached to brands. So uh, I guess in a smaller business, if you sort of bring it down to that level, we're, we're, we're still trying to do the same thing. Yep. And a lot of the time the value is the people behind the business or the owner of the business. So it's really just focusing on sometimes spending more on the business so your profit may look lower but you're ultimately just trying to create a better business and spend and invest in the business. Okay. So balance sheet takes into account your assets, your That's larger right. purchases, that yep. sort of thing. It might be equipment or a property or something else that you're going to operate out of or yep. whatever. So your long-term balance sheet includes all that. Yep. Your profit loss is just this particular financial year that we're in. That's right. And ultimately, what like what you just mentioned then, it's all about the goodwill, creating that goodwill figure because that's an intangible. Like yep. It's not something you can touch and feel. It's actually just a, you know, a figure based on what the business has been capable of doing. Okay. Which, is, yeah, which is really driven by your uh, profit and loss year yeah. to year. So that's number four, our profit and loss thinking versus your balance sheet thinking. That's yeah. it. Okay, so it. possibly taking a bit of a uh, less profit now and ensuring you're shoring up your future exactly. inside the business. Yeah. yeah. And look, a classic example might be at the moment because everyone's taking a bit of a hit on their profit and loss. But I suppose how have we managed that to make sure that we've protected our business so we might might have less money coming in. We might be tapping into other sources of finance. We might be trying to secure debt to upgrade machinery or spend to improve our business whilst it's down. So our profit and loss mightn't look as good this year, mm-hmm. but then we're really building for the future, aren't we? We're mm-hmm. putting things in place now. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good, isn't it? It's sort of, as you say, it's getting into some of the detail, but I yeah. think that's any of the business owners listening out there are going to know exactly what we're talking about there. Um, the one thing I do know, Chris, about profit and loss statements, if your end of the year profit is in brackets, you're in trouble. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's sort of lucky that you're part of a sort of a business that's got an accounting business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because um, I never knew that actually until I right. joined Mulcainco. So, that's, so a lot of business owners out there don't really look at the figures much. They just rely on Mulcainco to do it for Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you, Which is about what I've done for about 20 years. So, so Gav, you never looked at all those books we sent out to you? With, no. you know, those, well, they're on the shelf. Yeah, right. I've still got yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's where you – I suppose that's where you sort of uh, make sure you've got the experts in place as we always talk exactly. about, Chris. That's like um, that's like in the marketing, mate. You know, you don't need to be a web designer to have a website. You, you employ a web designer, get your website built and designed, that's exactly and right. Make sure it's all working on all the platforms. So happy days. That's great. So um, thanks, Chris. So we just as a uh, as a bit of a recap, we've had a bit of a chat about um, all of the current uh, coronavirus changes um, that that have been happening. Um, actually, one little thing that came in today I noticed was. Queensland government, we spoke about those two $10,000. So Queensland and Victoria governments had them for small businesses to apply for, grants. Queensland's just announced that they're going to do a second round from July 1. Oh, that's right. So you can, yeah. yeah, so you can apply July 1 for a, a second $10,000 grant. So if you're in Queensland, in a business in Queensland, get an eye out on to that and you can actually apply now 
and they're going to start awarding them after July 1. Because that other one that, that there was X amount available, it all, it all kind of got used up within about a week. Yeah, it disappeared yeah. quickly, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, very quick. Yeah. So they've allocated another $100 million to that. So there's um, another yeah, 1,000 businesses or so or whatever, um, $10,000 grants up in Queensland. So. And have yeah. they opened up the borders yet? Well, Northern Territory got opened this week. Yeah. So you can go to Darwin for a holiday, Chris, if you want to jump on an aeroplane oh, or you can drive good. up there. Um, but no, not all borders are open yet, which is a bit frustrating for the AFL teams. Yeah. Because uh, Western Australian teams are sort of in Queensland I at the thought moment. you might have forgotten about talking about football gaps at the moment. <laughs> Anyone that's – well, we are recording Friday, the night uh, the day after the night before, which yeah. was Richmond getting beaten by Hawthorne. So anyway, we'll just put that aside. That's just a couple of a couple abominations. Of yeah. Yeah. A couple of glitches. We'll be back next week. Best thing about footy, isn't it? Yep. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for today's episode. Um, we've got our recession-busting tips um, at the bottom, and so I'm going to take over this week. Right, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give the recession-busting tip. If you're a business, stay open and work hard because, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, there's nothing that annoys a customer more than, oh, you know, things are a bit tough. I've got to stay closed. I was talking to a client earlier today, Chris, about an hour ago, and he said – I open the doors the same time every day and shut them the same time every day. Sometimes for hours on end I haven't got a client, I haven't got a customer that doesn't walk in. But if I'm not open, I'm not going to get any customers. So I think that's the thing. Let's stay open, let's get our heads down and work hard. Um, we certainly don't want to be doing any um, relying on too much government funding because as you say with recession coming, um, we're probably not going to be able to rely on that long term. So stay open and work hard through uh, this time. Just that, yeah, just that consistency, isn't it, Gav? Absolutely. Yep, that your customer or client just knows that when you're open or when you're not open and they can go there and, yep, yep. be yep. Uh, confident that they're going to get through. Yep, they're going to get what they need and when they need it, like they always did, I suppose. So recession-busting tip. Well, thanks, Chris. Thanks for the episode. Sounds good, Gav. No, thanks for that. that and we a, may or may not be back next week. Depends on how close – we're getting very close to June 30 next week. Yeah, so we'll yep. see how we're going as far as the accountants go. We might just uh, – we, you never know. We'll just keep an eye out on the uh, socials, guys, and we we'll always post our episodes on the social media accounts as they come up. All the best. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Thanks, Gav. See ya.